Hey everybody, welcome to Hope Something Sticks. I'm Bert. I'm Matt. So today we're going to go uh, more into politics, but we're going to focus in on kind of what's been happening with, um, with the uh, New York Post article that came out. Uh, apparently has um, Hunter Biden's hard drive information on, on it. Uh, someone... The, the repair guy that he allegedly brought it to, Hunter Biden didn't come back to get pick up the computer for some reason. Uh, the guy contacted someone that he knew. Uh, that guy contacted the FBI. The FBI took the laptop, but before that they before they did, the repair the computer repair guy uh, copied all the contents of the hard drive. Uh, gave it to Rudy Giuliani, yeah. Rudy Giuliani, and uh, then he uh, gave it to the New York Post. So we're discussing that, uh, a few other things, uh, but also kind of what happened with the New York Post article with you know Twitter and Facebook kind of uh, not displaying it like how they usually would. They kind of uh, turned it down the story and the reaction to it and uh, yeah so so they actually they actually censored it so they didn't censor it what they did was they made it so less people would see it so, oh they threw it further down the feed or something yeah like it it, it wasn't like it wouldn't it was not as prominently displayed as a article like that would usually be. It seems kind of fucked up. I mean, it is fucked up. This isn't like, this isn't made up shit. A dude, you know, came across materials. Well, he didn't come across it. It was in his shop. He had every right to, to look at it because it was basically unclaimed goods. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if they go into great detail as to whether or not that dude, the computer repair shop guy in person, actually contacted or how strenuously he tried contacting uh, the Bidens, or let's just say Hunter Biden because it's his fucking laptop. Uh, but you know, if it's unclaimed material, shit, just look at it. Yeah. See if we, see I mean, if we got something juicy on here. There's got to be some. There's got to be some sex pics on here, and it didn't disappoint. I hear there's a 12-minute video of Hunter Biden smoking crack and having sex. The New York Post. Even the New York Post refused to show it. That <laughs> video is going to get some traction. That was the October surprise, everybody. Hey, hey, here it is. Hunter Biden's dong. Just what I always wanted. So, yeah, I... I if the story is as it's written, I mean, I don't blame the guy for doing what he did. Um, but there's some meta information kind of surrounding the story of course. that I thought it was interesting. So, so first, how the story came to be. So, I think people should kind of see this 
for what it is. So absolutely, weave them a the, web. The, 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 this guy who downloaded the information and uh, you know gave it to Giuliani, it doesn't seem like he was the one who contacted the New York Post at all. Like I think the New York Post contacted him about the story. He said he wanted to be anonymous, and he's like, "Well, guess that didn't happen." So it was all Rudy Giuliani. I don't know why I can't say his name. Rudy Giuliani's idea, and it's his the idea. He's the to devil. have. Well, it's not doing so great right now. <laughs> it's his idea to have the story come out at this time, like three weeks before the election. So, and then another piece of information that was not in any of the articles that I read and which seemed like a pretty important bit of information and bit of information Giuliani would have definitely known. When did he get that information? When did he get the hard drive content? Because mm. it, because it, it would seem like it would be around the same time as the FBI got it, which would be December of 2019, which means he sat on it for almost a year. I mean, mm-hmm. if he got it just like a month or so ago, it's like, okay, I can understand why things happened the way they did. But if... Well, let's remember we have 11,000 emails that we have to go through. That's roughly what was on that's that, true, that but the, 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 the repair guy said that he found some of those emails. Oh, bidding. You know, just, you know, just search like Burisma or, you know, whatever. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was looking for. Yeah. He saw one uh, he saw one dick pic and he said, I know that penis. <laughs> what are you up to over there? Show me your emails. Mm-hmm. And he did, and all he found was a heartwarming story about a man struggling with addiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. And also so, an entire nation under attack from another much larger, well-equipped nation. Oh, poor Ukraine. All they wanted to, all they wanted to do was sell some gas to some people, you know? So, so yeah. So if Giuliani had it for all this time, then he knew there was really nothing on it that was particularly incriminating. So he just blasted it out there uh, just a little bit before the election before people can, you know, take time to see, okay, you know, and process, okay, this isn't really anything. Uh, the, the only bit of information that's interesting is that Biden uh, apparently met with one of those uh, Ukrainian guys from Burisma. Oh, yeah, Mr. Lev Parnas. Jail! And uh, so, the other guy the other guy with the name that won't quit. I'm pretty sure they're both in jail. Both. I mean, those, those weren't the guys that he saw. I saw some other guy. I don't know. Oh. But, um, and, uh, and that's it. He... <laughs> got to talk with Joe Biden for a few minutes like I think it was like at a public event too or yeah, not yeah, a public yeah. event but an event with people around so networking yeah. networking 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 it's all about who you know yeah yeah the only other thing was you know yeah he was doing some work with these Chinese companies uh, 
and he was getting paid like $10 million to just introduce people, which, all right. And also work with, I mean, he was working with some shady characters. He's been, I mean, he was working with oh, definitely. I th- I th- the, the CEFC, Chinese, I, can, uh, I don't even remember. It's like some sort of energy conglomerate. It's not even a thing anymore because one of the main people who was dealing with it ended up getting, he, he served a three-year prison sentence. And I think he's also, oh man, I'm getting them all mixed up now. But So he served a three-year prison sentence. Another one of the guys that he used to work with disappeared Chinese style. Can I imagine mm-hmm. he can find his organs on the black market right now? Yeah, this body in the uh, yeah the body exhibit. So when the when the Chinese deal with corruption, they uh, they, they they more like dish it out. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, serving. They're, they're chopping them up and serving it to the poor. That's what they're doing. So yeah, he was dealing with some dirty people. And the fact that he was dealing with some dirty people, that's the, the juicy nugget of this whole thing. But even sure. so, it where does the connection go from Biden to Biden? From Hunter to Joe? It doesn't yeah, really jump. Established. Yeah. That establishment is not there. That connection isn't there. And there's even a couple of emails of Hunter Biden telling, you know, his business partners, hey, there's really so much I can do as far as my dad. Like he's he's gonna do what he's gonna do. I have no control over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Quote unquote." Temper our expectations here. Yeah. So fifty thousand dollars, please. Yeah. So, so yeah, they've so got Hunter Biden saying, "Hey, is my dad's not gonna you know do anything just because I work for you." Mm-hmm. so yeah and uh, one other thing actually I saw this today on the New York Post just kind of seeing if there was anything new um, they put out text messages between uh, Hunter and Joe Biden and uh, they're really touching especially as far as Joe Biden goes what he was talking you know like Hunter Biden was like in rehab at this point I guess and, uh, you know, people are saying that, you know, he's a fucking disappointment. Uh, uh, if anyone's going to screw over his dad's, uh, you know, chance of becoming president, it's him. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, you're the black sheep. And Joe Biden's like, hey, you know, everything's okay. You know, um, you're not you're not a colossal fuck up. I love you. You have, uh, you know three wonderful daughters that you raised up great, you know, just trying to build them up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it really just shows that, you know, Joe Biden's as sincere as uh, he makes himself out to be. So, Yeah. And one of those text messages, not related to, uh, between Hunter and his father, but between Hunter and his daughter gives away exactly how much money this dude actually has. His daughter asked for $125 because she couldn't afford a lift. I don't know why she needed $125 for a lift, but whatever. A lift and some booze. Some serious surge uh, time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Something she, like, like that. I don't know, leaving... Uh, she's, getting know, to the, she's going to the airport. For, from a Giants game or something? <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean, so. 
<laughs> what, 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 she had to beat the traffic from like 15 people? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but he, he goes on to say, hey, yeah, no problem. But, you know, you can't keep, uh, if you keep expecting to uh, run to the well like you're the daughter of a billionaire or something like that, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> hmm. like, like, this is a dude with, he's got garbage in his car, man. He's got garbage yeah. in his car. Like, did you yeah, see the picture is. on the front page? The first picture they show is the sad puppy dog picture, and he's got garbage in the car. Yeah. That's not that's not a scumbag. That's just a dude just trying to get by with $50,000 a month. Cocaine <laughs> <laughs> okay, get expensive. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. So what's the other awesome yeah. connection? It was... Uh, isn't the big jump the big jump is the investigator who got fired the Ukrainian investigator? So Biden shakes the hand of somebody from Burisma, and then months yeah. later, someone is fired for investigating Burisma, a no, also a notoriously corrupt country, country company. And that yeah, somebody I mean, is Victor. Don't shake me, Shokin. Who is slow walking the entire investigation against Barisma that he was already in charge of? He's been trying to do it, trying. He's been in charge of the investigation already for months. He ultimately got fired after 14 months. After Joe, pretty much, and you know that's the that's the great line in the whole thing that everyone is losing their minds over. Because they had a billion dollars on the line. A billion fun bucks. And Joe says, I'm on a plane in six hours. If this guy's not gone, then you're not getting the money. Like, Joe has the authority to <laughs> stop the money from going. But they, they, they took it. They bought it. You know, not from just Joe, but also from the U European Union. The International Monetary Fund. Just about everybody. Probably Shokin's mother. Everybody knew this guy wasn't doing his job. And he was just like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll get to it. Eh, no problem. We're doing it. Look, see? Eh. Yeah, even the Republicans uh, were, you know, completely down with it. So, yep, this guy's got to go. So... Well, which Republican? Did anybody actually go on the... Uh, like, who agreed... I'm looking at. I mean, I think it's just like kind of blanket agreements. Uh, yeah, I, I just heard that from like uh, you know from the news like months back. So I don't have a source for that, but dip, no one was uh, complaining about it. That's for sure. Let's see here. I know the Wall Street Journal did a lot of reporting on this, as well as the Irish Times, apparently. Well, apparently a lot of people in Shokin's office were also being investigated themselves. <laughs> so, let's see here. Hmm. Yeah, let's see here. I've got a Washington Post story from February of this year saying the Ukraine court forces probe into Biden role in firing a prosecutor for Victor Shokin. So it makes you wonder, seeing as how that's 
two months after the big man in charge, the head cheese, uh, got impeached for, said, you know, basically doing the same kind of transactional politics, except much more blatant. And actually, you know, person to person, president to president. Look into this guy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, all, yeah, all, I mean, also, Joe Biden didn't hide what he was doing. Like, it was like, you know, front and center, everybody knew about it. He told people about it. Yeah, with, he bragged about with, it. Trump, with Trump's conversation, the transcript was, like, beyond uh, classified. It was like a code word classified. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they tried hiding it. They needed a whistleblower <laughs> to say anything about it. So... I would yeah. like to see a monument that keeps that that enshrines every senator's name who had a chance of removing this man and convicting him. <laughs> they all deserve to be remembered forever. They had a chance to get rid of him. Now we've got to deal with an election that he is openly attacking. Yeah. No, that's nothing new. So, all right, so moving on from the actual story, then what became the story after that, because this isn't really a story, okay, you got Hunter Biden's information and it tells you next to nothing, was Twitter and Facebook's reaction to this story. So I believe the story came out early morning, I want to say it was in the middle of the week. It was either Tuesday yeah, it was like or Wednesday. Wednesday. Maybe it was Thursday. It might, actually, it might have been early Thursday. I, yeah, I think it was early on the 15th. And both Twitter and Facebook kind of, they didn't like bury it, you know, they didn't ban it or anything, uh, but they did kind of throttle it. So it, it appeared in people's feed less prominently or less so than it would have just normally. Now, Twitter's explanation for that is that they have a strict policy on putting up information that was hacked. And, you know, the the story was, you know, we have Hunter Biden's emails. They, they said they got it, you know, legitimately, you know, the, Hunter Biden come back for his laptop. The guy made a copy and then sent it to Giuliani, who then sent it to the New York Post. Okay, that's nothing mm-hmm. legal there. Um, but they, I mean, you could make the argument they didn't know that, like right when it was posted up. So, yeah, I, I, I could see the argument against them doing that. You know, I can kind of see it for it too. Like, you know, I, 2020 hindsight, they should have just let it go. Yeah, they really uh, should have. Yeah, they made it much bigger, a much bigger story by censoring it. Yep, they should have just. Uh, li- okay, it, and it wasn't. It. it wasn't hearsay. It wasn't rumor. They had evidence. This is the New York Post we're talking about, which is a notorious tabloid that cares more about what the pictures are. And let me tell you, there's some good ones in there. Mm-hmm. 
if you ever have, you know, six minutes to yourself in between your doom scrolling, uh, I strongly suggest just take a look through Hunter Biden's emails or really just through his pictures. Just see an everyday guy making $50,000 a month just getting by. <laughs> and uh, also you'll see some awesome, uh, some great pictures that can only be described as, uh, I don't know, Saturday Night Fever meets Sex Safari meets 1980s Dad Bod. Cocaine is a health habit. They're called, they're, I, I eat my minerals. Some good pictures in there. I completely yeah. lost my train of thought. <laughs> Hunter? Whoa. Oh yeah, we were talking about Twitter. Looks like Jack Dorsey's going to get uh, subpoenaed. <laughs> well, I, he, he did get subpoenaed. Uh, I think uh-huh. they're ordering him to shave his beard. Ah, he's got to give up the dream. Can't force a man to do that. He doesn't look good. Fight him, him, Jackie. (laughs) He's got to give up his uh, beer, then Ted Cruz has to give up his. Or actually, grow it out long. It has to go exactly the same distance down as Jack Dorsey's goes up. I could get down with that. New age of novel justice. It's on its way. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, then another thing came up uh, from the Republican side, you know, saying that, you know, this is censorship, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's bullshit. It shows favoritism and e- even calls for government regulation of what can and can't be censored. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Always comes back to Section 230. uh, Turley said that uh, the event was perfectly uh, Orwellian, you know, reference to George Orwell. (laughs) Right, yeah. So, what I have to say to that is, yeah, they shouldn't have did what they did, but government oversight is definitely not the answer because if you... So, Twitter... It's called social media. One of those words is media. It's a media platform. But instead of paying people to put up content that are quote-unquote trustworthy or whatever, um, maybe, maybe not, anyone can put up content on Twitter. Like little, literally anybody. You know, they don't pay them, but they put stuff up on there. You know, and some of these are publications, some of these are people. So if, if basically you can legislate what goes up and doesn't go up on Twitter, then you effectively control that media, which that would be Orwellian, be able mm-hmm. to control the media because, you know, as, as it goes, what's called the fourth estate, you know, the, the news media right. is kind of the check on all three you know, forms, uh, branches of government, the executive, hey, that's us. judicial. What? That's us. Yep. Kind, sort of. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's something to be worried about is, the you know, people within the government saying that 
they should decide what's on Twitter, what's not on Twitter. Because if, if the same was said on like any like you know the news channels or newspapers, people would be up in arms about it. But since it's social media, people don't like view it you know the same way. Even though a lot of people, for better or for worse, for worse, uh, kind of rely on Twitter for news. But uh, that I think is the scariest part of this whole deal. You know, the, the entire, all these stories, you know, the, the emails, the uh, t- Twitter and Facebook kind of pulling back on those stories that the New York Post put up. This, I think, is the scariest part of saying, you know, we should decide whether or not Twitter, you know, censors stuff. Yeah. And if you know, if you are a constituent of any, any of the senators, who are backing the Earn It Act, for example, which is the best-known legislation targeting Section 230, then you need to contact those senators immediately, especially if you're in South Carolina. Carolina Holler, what up? Because Section 230 is what we're talking about. Yeah, because, I mean, in a way... you know, it's supposed to say, like, when did CNN come out with uh, with the information of, you know, the original story? Like, hours later. It's like, were they censoring anything? No, they just decided not to put anything out there for a while. But with Twitter, they, they can't 100% control what goes on their platform at any one time. So if they, so if they want something not on their platform, then they have to you know, they take it off. It's not like they can't, it's, you know, there's no review process to put it on there. There's a review process after you put it on. I'm just reading about, trying to find out when the actual hearing is. When is the hearing? I don't know. And then also, you know, these businesses are businesses, you know, it's ultimately up to them what content they want on their platform. You know, there, there's no obligation for them to be fair. You know, should they be? Sure. Everyone should be fair, but there's no obligation for them to be fair. If they lean left, then they lean left. You know, people should be looking at multiple news sources, you know, not just Twitter. You know, I, you know, I get my news from, you know, from the Washington Post, CNN, Fox, and Jerusalem Post. Actually, the when it, it was the Jerusalem Post that I first saw the uh, the story about Hunter mm. Biden. I usually hear a name, and then I try to go to Wikipedia, and then I try to see if there's any actual citations on the page currently. Mm. And then I just start digging in. That way, most of the time, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell everybody's talking about. Section 230 this, earn it, act that, Lindsey Graham's fucking face. But but as far as the politics of it go, it's all bullshit. Because if it was the other way around, and Twitter was more right-leaning, and they... 
you know, pulled back on a story that would help Donald Trump or that would help Joe Biden and they pulled back on that, you wouldn't hear anything from Republicans and all the Democrats would be saying, oh, we have to rein in these guys. Fair enough. Yeah, that's why it's, that's why these laws are bullshit. Because the second yeah. one is passed by one side, it's just going to be used by the other side when they get into power. So once again, if you live in a swing state, you, need, you don't have a choice. But if you don't live in a swing state, you do have a choice. <laughs> you need to vote. Ugh, third party. I got a bad taste. I don't even. I don't even know who the libertarian candidate is. Joe Jorgensen. That's <clears throat> Joe J O Joe. I, th- I think that doesn't matter what party a person's in, even like a third party. You end up just being an asshole <laughs> once you get power. It's not that a third party candidate is going to win. You should dissuade yourself from that fantasy right now it's that a third party candidate is just like the bernie sanders campaign it's or even the trump campaign it's just about influencing the conversation and if enough people vote third party then we change where those major parties go they have to be forced to listen to something else other than what they drill down to everyone else you would have to have a huge showing from the third party for them to give a shit. It doesn't even have to be that big of a showing. It could be a, a hand, a, a, a three percentage points would be huge. No, because third party candidates have gotten that much before. Right, and, and they've changed things. Bernie Sanders is his campaign has influenced the Biden campaign's views on health care, even uh, AOC's campaign which wasn't for a president, but just the fact that she exists and co- and was a major force for the Green New Deal has influenced his, his climate uh, stance. Not very well, with his fucking insistence on not banning fracking. But still. Well, not yet, anyway. It's all but, a negotiation. I mean, you have to get Pennsylvania, and it at this point, it's get better. Yeah, good than luck. What, than what you're, yeah. But, um, but what I have to say to that is, um, Acacio Cortez, is, did I say it right that time? I know I fucked it up last time. I believe that is correct. Ocasio Cortez. Right. So she is in the Democrat. She's in the Democratic Party, and Bernie Sanders basically ran as a Democrat. He's an independent, but he ran in the Democratic caucus, and that's why he did so well. If he ran as an independent, you probably wouldn't even know who the fuck he is today. Maybe. So, granted, his. With, with different ideas going into the established parties and then shaking things up affect things a lot more than just being in a third party, getting just a little bit of the vote and then disappearing off the face of the earth. He should have split off. 
What? He should have split off. The fact that he was he, even running for the Democratic ticket, I wasn't crazy about. Didn't make any sense to me. He, you wouldn't have known who he was if he wasn't on the Democratic ticket. From, you know, like in the 2016 election. And I now. resent that I don't look up as many candidates as possible. Most people, most people, yeah, true. But most people didn't even know that he was running for the Democratic side. Look at his press conference for when he announced his presidency. There were like three people there. Yeah, well, it was picked up by The Daily Show, so people <laughs> found out about it that way. That's how I found out about it. Like, John Stewart, like, you know, gave him his time. Uh, and showed clips of him announcing for president, mm. mostly because he's so there you go. crazy fucking hair. So there you go. That's what did it. People are starved for an independent candidate who isn't insane or a joke. It's the, the, our system of government isn't set up for them to succeed in any capacity. And in some cases, it's actually uh, set up to uh, kind of screw them over. <laughs> yeah. So, unless I think just things change in general with how the government is run, it's, it's the two-party system. Basically, always has been. The, the parties have changed. And the only time you had more than two parties that were worth anything was in a time of transition of one party dying and another party being born. Yeah, and you are, we are currently witnessing we are currently witnessing one party definitely dying. <laughs> it is having an existential crisis right now. It's going through some shit, and eventually it's going to come out the other side not how everyone expects it to be. Because what a Republican is now is... I don't even really know. Apparently, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, what's his face, Mac the Knife, J John McCain's campaign chairman uh, or campaign manager back in two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. He said this party needs to be burned to the ground, and he said it several years ago. He said this is we need to start over, and he's absolutely right. Bull moose, baby. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Depending on a if Biden wins and b how you know how much he wins by and how you know what happens with the Senate, we'll see how fast that uh, that goes of the Republican Party basically burning down and rebuilding itself. It's already happening. Look at the uh, I mean, look at in Nebraska, Ben Sass, the senator in Nebraska. He, he he couldn't take it anymore. He finally yeah. did, he went on like an eight minute tirade, or what's been described as a tirade. He just went on an eight minute bash session. So eight minutes from a Republican senator bashing a Republican president, a sitting Republican president. Uh, you know, the the, the dam is cracking. Yeah, but it. Is it going to break, or are they going to put spackle on it? That's kind of what this election is. You're going to put spackle on a wet wall? 
you expect that to hold for four years metaphor is getting a little uh, soggy uh, anyway I don't buy it so yeah that, that's where we are now kind of uh, moving on to other news was it two days ago was that also Thursday or maybe Friday no, I, guess, I think it was Thursday I have lost uh, all track of time. The uh, the dueling town halls of uh, the president and Joe uh, Biden. Yeah, sure. The dueling nothings. Whatever. Yeah. But one thing that uh, was kind of funny uh, again was they uh, they they got the ratings for both, and Joe Biden had seven hundred thousand more people watching him than Donald Trump's thing. Oh, that's 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 heartening. Yeah. How, there, but how a, many people were watching Donald Trump's? A lot, uh, but I think it was like in the teen millions for both of them. Damn. I think it was like between thirteen to fifteen million or something like that. But uh yeah, comparatively, it's not a huge number, but Joe, Joe Biden did beat him in the uh, the ratings, and the uh, and the Democratic National Convention also beat the Republican National Convention in the ratings as well. So, just seeing little tidbits. Um, there's a few more. What one thing that's really good as far as uh, the Democrats are concerned is the amount of early voting going on. Like, a lot, a lot of early voting. Mm-hmm. I remember one state might have been Pennsylvania, I'm not sure. They said they got in, in the first day of early voting, they had a fifth of the total amount of votes of the 2016 election that they they already got that from the first day it wasn't even just it wasn't the first day that people were coming out they you know as far as I know they've been coming out in really large numbers the entire time now one thing that would be really good for potentially would be Georgia it's hard to suppress the vote if people just cut keep coming for three weeks if people just stick to it like I know it takes forever to vote in a lot of those places uh, yeah John John stuff. Oliver but if, but hey if you're registered you got your ID and you got the time your vote's gonna get counted yeah and as an election judge I can confirm that if you are in line stay in line maybe they can screw you over for a day maybe two but if you don't stop you know within these few weeks they can't stop you from voting. And if people just really focus in on just, I got to go vote, you know, no matter what, no matter how they try to stop me, just keep pushing until you actually get that vote in. You could actually flip Georgia. You know, I I called Georgia for the Republicans because, you know, they're going to suppress the vote. But if people just keep voting like they have been, then yeah possible it's possible 
Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, anything is possible. Yeah, there's a, a new poll, new pencil. Actually, no, it wasn't a pencil. It was a national poll uh, that came out a couple days ago. I believe it was a NBC and Wall Street Journal poll. And had Biden up by 11 points, which is the aggregate of the rest of the polls. Mm. And uh, I know you were talking about, oh, you know, polling from liberal places. Wall Street Journal is not liberal. No, no, it is not. So, yeah. But who are they asking? What's their, what's their, uh, the error? Did not is it plus or minus 12? And where's the early voting happening? I mean, I know it's happening. We're talking happening Georgia. And the lines are insane. Do you see the thing on John Oliver? No, Last week tonight? It. Eight hours. Some dude sat in line. Eight yeah, hours. Yeah, I heard like, like 10 to 11 hours. That's the, that's the thing. Like, hey, it's all day. On them. Keep, keep doing that. Yeah. Day after day after day. If you can have victory over Trump before election day, I mean. Yeah, that's the hope and the dream, but not every state has early voting. Almost all of them do. There's only, I think, I saw there's only five, and none of them are swing states. I think it's five, but I, I know, I, I read all of them, none of them are swing states. Like, it's like Missouri, Kentucky, um, others, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> you know, and there, others. Others. None of them were swing states. So all the swing states have early voting. I know that Pennsylvania's having problems. Their mail-in ballot uh, issues. I sent you that story. Yeah, that's... From ProPublica. Really a, pr- a problem. It is if you got to do that shit. They're going to get overworked, man. Yeah, I mean, they're getting overworked because people are calling and freaking out. Which you know that, that's fair, but so so what the so what's happening is ninety uh, a few hundred thousand uh, requests for a mail-in ballot were denied, but ninety percent of them were because they were already requested, and so there's so those ninety percent are going to get a mail-in ballot. They just got their that rejection because they asked for it twice, which was dumb for them to send out the rejection you said you know say you could just send back yes you're getting a mail-in ballot you don't have to say uh you're we you're you requested it once you could get it oh by the way here's a rejection for requesting it again yeah right like yeah why why the did phrasing, you do that phrasing was very very stupid and now they're going to be paying for it 307 it's just the numbers it's all about the numbers people look at those numbers and then they lose confidence 372,000 rejected ballots as of when that story was published on, I think, Friday. Yikes. Just one in yeah. five. Unbelievable. Yeah, but again, 90% of the And of course, there's some dipshit are, are, who keeps are, fucking are, trying are to do it 11 times. <laughs> 11 times somebody tried. What is your problem? All right, the margin of error for that... Um... 
NBC um, and uh, Wall Street Journal one is 3.1%, the margin of error. Not quite a super majority, is it? Mm. It doesn't need to be. I mean, so... No, it doesn't. It would be nice to so, have. So, so, so that, I mean, that's, that's still eight points, worst case scenario. If you're up eight points, there's like a 90-something percent chance you're going to win. And how many people are in that? Ugh, fact checks. Fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> 40% increase. 16 to 9 to 2020 in early voting for Georgia. 128,590 votes cast. 1,000 registered voters. <sighs> I guess that's a lot. Conducted on between October 9th and October 12th. Did I say 128,590? Because that was only the number of people who had voted early on Monday. As of noon on Thursday, 447,704 people voted early in Georgia. Zynga. Well, I'm motivated. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I already got my vote in, but whatever. Yeah, I got a... I mean, I, I, Chicago's on top of it, and their their messages. I mean, they're giving book messages out. They're telling people stuff about like, oh, you know, these you're going to be receiving some mailers. Don't worry about them. We have to f- send those out by law. If you already voted, don't just disregard it. You know, they are they're doing the the most important thing in any war, and this is a war, and it's communication. It's, the, it's a classic revolutionary's uh, dilemma. What's the first thing you're supposed to focus on? Lines of communication, establishing them, trusting them, and understanding that that's the most important thing to protect. After that, they can't beat you. So, so cause the only other information I had was, um, you know, because there's so many mail-in ballots, you know, there's worries that, well, pretty well-founded worries, that we're not going to know who's president by the end of election night. We won't. Like we usually do. Well, we might have a good idea. So Pennsylvania is going to take forever, but Ohio, Florida, and Arizona, they can open their ballots earlier than uh, the other ones. Like uh, like Pennsylvania, they can't open their mail-in ballots until the day of the election. So, Florida, Arizona, and Ohio will have their mail-in ballots counted, at least most of them, uh, and you'll have a better idea who's going to win in those ones. And if you know who's winning in Ohio, Florida, and Arizona, then you have a pretty decent idea who's going to win the whole thing, especially especially Florida. I mean, if Biden wins Florida, then you can go to sleep pretty safe that Biden's going to win the presidency. Trump wins it, then you kind of have to see. We shall see. 
But yeah, if if Biden wins Arizona and Florida, then it's it's done. It's like ninety five percent done. <laughs> We're just gonna have to see, man. Yep. I'm not so sure. We shall see. Because you're gonna can't underestimate people not trusting the system working. Because that's really that's how the Russians really got us. They didn't. Their technological capability is not nearly what ours is, but it doesn't have to be. Just the mere glimmer, just the glimmer, just one or two, and this entire country, all they got to do is hit one or two places, and the media is going to run with it, and it might just totally fuck shit up. So Biden can't just win by eight points. He's got to fucking smash him into the ground and make it so that no matter what the story comes out, no matter what these dickheads try to do, it's irrefutable. Which also, in a weird macabre kind of way, might also backfire. It's like, oh, well, nobody can win by that much. So he's got to hit that sweet spot. You know, he can't go, he can't go Lukashenko on everybody and win by 90%. He has to win by 20 to 25%. I think that's a little bit much. (laughs) It needs to be a solid, I think, 10. I think 10 is the magic number. If he's got 60 and change percent of the vote, that's perfect. So show me, I'd like to see a nice 69.42% of the vote Mm -hmm. in favor of Biden. That would be perfect. Yeah, he's yeah. Says he's up by eleven points. Uh, apparently, at worst, he's up by eight points. It's very close. Or as much as fourteen points. So, so yeah, that'll be it for us on this episode. Uh, again, you can write in at hope something sticks at gmail dot com. Uh, once we actually get some emails, we'll read them out during the episode, and. Uh, Yeah, so that's it, and we'll talk to you guys later. You know it. Go vote, meatbags. Come on. Go vote.